Show broadcasts live every Saturday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's prime and drive time. KFI 90.1 FM, Saturday's Anchor Show for Public Affairs Programming. What you will get and what you will hear, events coming to Kansas City, conventions, seminars, sports attraction, who's doing what to promote and to bring tours, businesses, community, regional, and international issues that impact our community. You'll get the solution and results. Be sure to set your dial on 90.1 FM Community Listener Supported Radio for Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in to KKFI. And remember, you can tell your smart speaker, play KKFI. If you haven't already, give it a shot. KKFI, wherever you are. Every Tuesday from 6 to 6.30 p.m., Radioactive Magazine, a locally produced public affairs program, spotlights individuals and organizations in our community that deal with ideas and issues of social and political significance, such as climate change, racial and gender inequality, pay inequity, and much, much more. That's Radioactive Magazine, Tuesdays, 6 to 6.30 p.m., right here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. You're listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And this is Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. Thank you. 
Okay, Mr. Richardson, are you there? MC? MC, are you there? Is it still on hold? It's blinking, so it'd be no it's it's no you gotta I gotta I gotta start over okay now it's all okay now I'm at
MC up here? Yes, sir. All right. We finally got that corrected there. All right. MC, okay. Do you we g- still have a break of the quarter pass? I'm sorry. What was that now? Do we still have a break at a quarter pass? Uh, I haven't checked on that. Uh, go, why don't you two go ahead and start talking okay, and introduce we'll, yourself. Okay, we can take it from here. Yeah, because I can go ahead and do that separately while you're talking. I just wanted to make sure that I had you all together and everything is okay. So go ahead and MC. Okay, just you, do. Casey. Yeah, you're welcome. Go ahead and do your thing. Okay. Good afternoon, Kansas City. Good afternoon, Ferguson, St. Louis. Missouri, the show me state. This afternoon, we have a great show. We are simulcasting from both entities, also from uh, Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio AM, and from KKFI 90.1 FM. And we're going to put this in the memory of, we've had 155,000 people have died of the COVID crisis. Locally and then nationally, the memory of John Lewis, the celebrated honorable congressman from Atlanta, Georgia, who received praises from three presidents, not your president this year. And then we have Mrs. Rosa Marie Davis James. She was a Yuma first person and the treasurer. She will be, her visitation will be this coming Wednesday. Uh, that is August the 5th at Lawrence A. Jones General Home. That's 1800 East Woodland or Limwood and Woodland. Also, Chip James, um, we're talking about Bruce R. Watkins Jr. Services are incomplete. I'm being joined by Mr. R. Folks, who is a talk show host of Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio. A.M., and as well as the president of the Missouri Black Chamber. He's going to be joining us. Or he's already online with us. And our two other talk show hosts, that's attorney Baldwin uh, Werner and Lee Bohannon, are way on assignment. Hopefully we'll be joined by them next week. Our what's happening in St. Louis today, we're talking about 
getting out the vote, which will take place this coming Tuesday, August the 4th. Well, uh, well, right now we're doing that, but let me correct you. Uh, station is Ferguson, USA, hottalkradio.com. We are internet radio station. But, but well, we knew you would show me. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> okay, it's a show me state, as you would say. Okay. Okay. So, but anyway, now uh, we're we're uh, preparing for the you know, for the voters coming. Uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, manufacturing election board is uh, getting people together now. Uh, they had a shortage of people, you know, for the poll because of the, because of the virus for workers. So they're trying to get masks together. Like people when it comes to the door, so uh, the, the uh, ads are running like crazy. You know, we have a couple of hot races here. Kim Gardner, you probably heard about her, the lady that uh, you know, was the one that prosecuted the attorney that uh, prosecuted uh, the late uh, the former governor of Missouri, and now she's in the news with the, uh, the McCoskeys. Ones that were being supported by President Trump, uh, Governor, uh, uh, what's his name, Parson, and uh, our senator for having the weapons they pulled on the Black Lives Matter protesters a couple, a couple months, a couple weeks ago. And so that's how they didn't use it. And the election is up this coming Tuesday also. So we've got some hot races coming up that taking place. Well, let's inform our, our people that these statewide races on the ballot in each state, each city. Mm-hmm. And never have we ever had a black person to win a statewide election. No, no. And we have one person from Missouri, from Kansas City, running, Alicia Kennedy. She's a former city council. But we have such a dynamic, uh, we're talking about this coming uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Heretofore, a lot of people will get the ballot in Kansas City from Freedom Inc. They used to have the Brotherhood Democratic Club. That was by Babyface. Then they had the Republican, Black Republican Club, New Breed. But now they got Freedom you got a chorus hour. They got different groups want to get in the political arena. So they're trying to get their candidates to become committee person. Do they have such the same thing as committee people in St. Louis? Now, if you the committee people are a statewide all organization, because you have your ward organization or your council. In St. Louis, we have wards. You have council. You have district in, in Kansas City. And each, each district has committee man and committee woman for the Democrats and also uh, committee man and committee woman for the Republicans. And then their job is to get out the votes for the for those particular you know, account the districts, and then that's done statewide. Oh, that's statewide. Then our committee people just for the particular districts here in Kansas City. No, no. What happens? The committee people are. No, no. The committee people are, are run uh, every four years because it's a it's a, it's a, a state office they're holding. You know, for the oh, okay. Uh, you know, you got to. Uh, Tell us what you mean, the difference between your committee people and our committee people. So first tell us about the St. Louis area. Okay, well, well the committee people here, uh, no, we, well, St. Louis had wards. Uh, well, you, in Kansas City, you have a council there, and you have districts. Well, in each district, either each ward that you have, it's a state job for the committee people is to, you know, to uh, get the people out for the elections. And also, matter of fact, you know, I, I work with counting the election ballots to get them to the election board. And that's their primary job. And they have one uh, committee man, committee woman for the Democrats, 
and a committed man, a committed woman, also a federal Republican. And in some cases, the Green parties, uh, either progressive parties, they have their committee people also. Okay, well, ours is like we have committee person per district awards, mm-hmm. but then we have the state reps. That's right. different. Do they call them state reps in Kansas and uh, St. Louis? Yes, we have 163 state reps for the whole state of Missouri. And the state reps, you know, you mentioned about the census, where the census are important because they decide, that decides how many people you would have and how many state reps you would have for Kansas City, depending on the census you have. And so, well, that, that's true. But wait a minute, I think we are. Now, I've been told not the state rep, but the Congress people, congressional district, based on the census, the more people you have, the more Congress people you could uh, get elected. Well, that's, well, that's the same way for you. Same way for you. Uh, see, in Jeff City, we have 163 state representatives for the whole, right. the whole state. And what happens is that once they get the census, they'll divide the whole state up. Same as the way they would back the state up for the uh, for the for the congressional delegation, you know, congressional people. Well, I know the state reps have a lot of say so mm-hmm. on when they get to dividing up the districts and things like that. But people, both St. Louis, Ferguson, Brooklyn—that's I think that's Illinois, St. Joseph, and what have you. Mm-hmm. The most immediate thing, and don't forget, you're going to have to either read your newspaper, do your own research. If you want to Google them, find out who's running what position and how that should best serve not only the people in your district but yourself. That's what we have to do. A lot of time we rely on individuals that they got a personality or they have a high profile. People have a tendency just go ahead and elect them without knowing what they're really going to do for us. Well, no, like you said, so you need to ask the person who's running. Do they do they you know, uh, address your needs? You need to tell them what you need to, you know, from them for to get your vote, and that's why. And, and they're there to they're for the political. They're there to represent you for what you believe in, and you know that's going to benefit you or your family. That is true. And how has the voter turnout been happening? Uh, as far as you know, I know it's normally low here in Kansas City. Well for, well, for this election, it'll, it'll be high in St. Louis because we have, like I said, we have three, uh, I guess, three blacks running uh, citywide uh, in St. Louis. For the, um, I just mentioned Kim Gardner, uh, who's, who's a you know, prosecuting attorney, second attorney, prosecuting attorney. And we also have uh, a, a black sheriff, Vernon Betts. And you have Tashara uh, Jones, she's running against, uh, you know, for the transfer re-election. And also you uh, have, uh, what is she, and also you got, you know, the, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, the uh, license collector in, in those offices right there where we have blacks in those positions. And so they will be getting out the votes for those. And also we have a good hot congressional race here with uh uh, well, Bill Clay Jr., uh, William L. Clay Jr., uh, we call him Lacey. He's running for re-election, and that's, uh, uh, he's running against a young lady by the name of Cory uh, Bush. And so that's going to be a hot race for the, in the black community. And so there's going to be a lot, lot of votes for that. And also we have, you know, uh, here in St. Louis, statewide, I should say, it's, it's a matter you know, for, the, uh, for Medicare. Medicare. Where uh, Medicaid for the state of Missouri, where we can uh, get uh, insurances, uh, Medicaid you know, for the constituents st- 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 statewide. Right now, the money goes back to D.C. 
And so that's something that we want people. Well, I, I, they're not here in St. Louis. We're encouraging the blacks to vote because a lot of them they have insurance, and especially now with this, you know, this virus going around. That is true, and a lot of people, uh, we got people really trying to get out the vote, and we call it like a amendment to the Medicare yes. uh, in order to increase or maintain Medicare throughout the state and throughout the nation, I would think. But you mentioned you had a black running for sheriff. We also have a, a black who is a president sheriff, uh, Daryl Forte, and then the guy who used to be sheriff, uh, Mike Sharp is trying to retake his office. So that's going to be kind of a hot race. And we have our state rep who are reelected every two years the same way we, I met, uh, Lacey. We know he took over from his dad, Bill Clay. But yeah. Emmanuel Cleaver has been our congressman for, oh man, for many years. He took over for a young lady who took over for Alan Wheat. He's up in Washington now. But what we need to do, getting the vote out, we're talking about Missouri, and they heretofore, Missouri has been considered as the red state. Well, Straight, brother. Well, they came you know, uh, in, in recent years, but before Missouri was what you call it, had been Democratic, but now it actually become red, red, because uh, in the last election, Donald Trump and the Republicans here, we got Republican governor, we got Republican uh, uh Two senators, you know, who is actually vote for us in D.C., and uh, and we got maybe I think maybe uh, uh, two two Democratic congressional people, and that's uh, Emmanuel Cleaver, Reverend Emmanuel Cleaver, I should say, and uh, and, and uh, Lacey Clay. Yes, I've met uh, Lacey. Well, I know uh, Cleaver in my district, uh, but those are two outstanding individuals that get things passed. So the other thing you might uh, inform the people they don't know. Uh, people up in Congress, all federal positions, they don't have a term limit like no. they do on the state uh, position and the city council and uh, county uh, legislators. They own term limit, but not the federal uh, elected positions. Uh, no, they're not, because that's a good thing, because seniority is, it means a lot of in Washington, D.C. You know, when you get seniority, that means you understand, you know, you know uh, and most times with a bill, it's not passed the first time out. You write a bill, you know, you got to go up a couple of times, maybe some years to pass it, and you got to, you know, get the people behind you. And you can't do that. And like in Missouri, we, you know, we're kind of screwed up when it comes to the, uh, with our state reps and state senators. As you know, MC, uh, it takes you in just city, it takes you about, about a year and a half to find out where the bathroom is up there, you know, to find your way around the Capitol. But in the meantime, you're going to be out trying to raise money. And, and well, you know, that's why I don't understand, because like our state rep, like you said, then they have them on four or five different committees. Unless you've got a strong or strong staff people, you can't get to all those meetings. No, no, you can't. Matter of fact, you know, and, uh, and, and then you got to come home to your district and also got to work. That's true. you got one year you out campaigning, the other year you're raising money. Mm -hmm. So unless you love or born into that, it's very difficult. But as you are able to get the years behind you, you do get that seniority, and that works for the benefit of your particular party or your particular city. Now, we also need to know the voting places where we have people – 
off and ride. So the number, we still expect the Miss Beasley to call in from the Census Bureau, and the number to call in is in Kansas City is 816-931-5534. Well, me and uh, the president of the Missouri Black Chamber, we're on line one, and line two is open. Just call that same number, 816-931-5534. So our letters uh, continue telling the people, or orientating the people, educating the people, really the importance of what Tuesday means. Well, it's so important because now uh, what happens here, MC, these are the primaries, and this uh, chooses the uh, Democrats who are running in November in the general election. And that's why it's so important you know, for us to, you know, to come out and vote, be you going to vote for Republican or you're going to vote for Democrat. But please vote. That's one of the things that the, the, the late uh, John Lewis uh, advocated for years and years was your vote counts so much. So I mean, you got to vote, you know, to be counted. Sometimes people want to complain about how things are all messed up, you know. And guess what? Yes, they vote. They don't even vote in most cases. And we always say, if you, if you, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Okay. Excuse me, MC. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, first of all, I have two things. First of all, we're coming up on a break, and I have to run some some uh, uh, PSAs. But I also have Mrs. Beasley from the Census Bureau standing by to talk to you. So why don't I okay, run? Go ahead and run the uh, the breaks, then come back with her. And thank you, uh, Casey. You're welcome. We're going to take this break here, and we'll be back with MC in just a few moments. So keep it right here on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks for tuning in to KKFI. The future is here. Simply tell your smart speaker, play KKFI. If you haven't already, give it a shot. KKFI can be wherever you are. Every Tuesday from 6 to 6.30 p.m., Radioactive Magazine, a locally produced public affairs program, spotlights individuals and organizations in our community that deal with ideas and issues of social and political significance such as climate change, racial and gender inequality, pay inequity, and much, much more. That's Radioactive Magazine, Tuesdays, 6 to 6.30 p.m., right here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is Maria Vasquez-Boyd, producer, host of Art Speak Radio, inviting you to tune in every Wednesday, noon to 1 p.m. for Art Speak Radio. We serve up information about the visual and literary arts community, including live interviews with artists, writers, performers, musicians, art organizations, plus art supporters. That's Art Speak Radio every Wednesday, noon to 1 p.m., only on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. August 4th is primary election day in Kansas and Missouri. Missouri voters will decide on Medicaid expansion. Key races in the KC metro area include the governor and other executive positions in Missouri and who will represent Kansas in the U.S. Senate and Kansas District 3. This message is a public service of 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. On August 21, 2013, KKFI was granted a license by the Federal Communications Commission to serve the public interest as a public trustee until February 1, 2021. 
Our license will expire on February 1, 2021. We must file an application for license renewal with the FCC on October 1, 2020. When filed, a copy of this application will be available for public inspection at www.fcc.gov. It contains information concerning the station's performance over the last eight years. Individuals who wish to advise the FCC of facts relating to our renewal application and to whether the station has operated in the public interest should file comments and petitions with the FCC by January 1, 2021. Further information concerning the FCC's broadcast license renewal process is available at KKFI 90.1 FM, 3901 Main Street, Suite 203, Kansas City, Missouri 64111 or may be obtained by the FCC in Washington, D.C. at zip code 20554 or www.fcc.gov. And we're back here at 90.1 FM. This is Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. MC Richardson is here. And MC, we've got Mrs. Okay, Beasley. Before we, uh, the lady we've been waiting for, like Richard Pryor would say, how long? Uh, our and our, our folks of St. Louis... We're going to do a special show sometime before that to tell the people all the ingredients, all the things you need to know to renew your license. And the state of Iowa and the state of Missouri come do at the same time. So now let's hear from Ms. Jennifer Beaver. Uh, Beasley, let me get that right. Ms. Beasley? Mrs. Beasley, are you there? It's Janine Beasley. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, and uh, you are talking to our folks. He is the president of the Missouri Black Chamber, and you're talking to M.C. Richardson, host and executive producer of uh, Guess Who's Coming, Kansas City, and also the chairman and CEO, founder of the United Minority Media Association. We all are just as anxious to get as many people counted as possible. That's why we extend the invitation for you to visit us each week, every Saturday at this time. So. Without further ado, our, let's listen to Miss Beasley. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Um, we're very excited to um, that we have partners like you and people who are mobilizing um, Kansas City to be counted. Um, as you know, people can respond online at 2020census.gov or by phone at 8 four four three three zero twenty twenty or by mail. Uh, did you have any questions for me today, sir? We want you to repeat that first of all. So that listening they need to have their pencil and pad because we want to make sure everybody is counted. Yes, thank you so much. We have three ways to respond for the twenty twenty census. Um, online, um, people have favored that four out of five uh, households have preferred responding online, and that is 2020 census, that's C-E-N-S-U-S dot G-O-D, 2020 census dot gov, or they can call by phone, which is 844 2020, and that's in English. We actually have lines in Spanish as well, and that number is 844-468-2020. Again, the number for Spanish is 844-468-2020, 
We actually have 12 non-English languages um, where people can respond to the 2020 census. That's online or by phone, and they can actually respond by mail as well. Those languages are translated by phone as well as online, and we also have 59 language guides to assist um, callers and respondents. Okay, don't go anywhere, Ms. Beasley, but we, um, our folks is in St. Louis. Uh, do you have any questions our, that might apply not only here in Kansas City, but in St. Louis area that you represent? Uh, no, 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 Ms. Beasley. You know, right here, as she you know, knows, we are getting our people down here. You know, matter of fact, my wife is you know, one of the people that's working here. And they are uh, right now getting people ready to hit the street. A lot of people did not send in the information, like Ms. Beasley just said. They didn't respond. And so now they got to have people get, you know, to go knock on doors, you know, to follow up. Because people need to understand, as Ms. Beasley would tell you, this is something that's so important. And I was on the show last week at MC. And I mentioned to people that the census is nothing new. This goes back to biblical times. This has been done back years, years and years because this is so important for us to know who we have to represent and also how the dollars will be spent in our particular cities also. I mean, how you, how you, what's what you get for your health care, how much money you get for your government you know, facilities to operate. It is so important that people understand you've got to be counted. And, and, and it's free. There's, not, there's nothing, and it's not a long form you got to fill out. Am I right, Ms. Beasley? That is correct, sir. Um, um, I like to say take 10 minutes, and it's actually literally less than 10 minutes, but take 10 minutes to shape your future for 10 years. And you're right. We do have people on the ground, boots on the ground right now, to follow up. Um, in the Kansas City area, um, that Kansas City Area Census Office have deployed um, workers to go door-to-door to follow up with households that have yet responded. And even if you're not at home, our workers will simply leave a notice to let them know that they stopped by and that it's still important to respond to the census. And those households can still respond on their own. i like to just share where Missouri is right now as far as the self-response rate. 63% of households in Missouri have responded to the 2020 census. The national average right now a response rate is 62.8. Uh, Kansas City is 57.1%. And for St. Louis, it's 50.2%. And just to give you perspective, we have in Kansas City um, 207,000 households that we have to count. And so we have a little bit um, more than half of what, actually less than half, of those households that still need to respond. And they can still respond on their own, online, by phone, or by mail. Let me ask you this. Uh, I work very closely with I worked the census in 2000 and 2010. Okay. And my understanding that the area, I'm so received some information from Mr. Mars, um, and that's uh, District 4, 3, and probably 4. Uh, uh. These are three, uh, the 5th and the 4th District. No, the 5th and the 3rd District are probably 85, 88, maybe 90% of African Americans are black. And then the other that they have problem with the census, 
I think in Oklahoma that the Native Americans, American Indians, they are afraid to share any information, and they won't let them on the tribal grounds. And that is a problem we have to beef up. They could have had more Native Americans, that's the name you want to use, as people, as what's like Congress people. And here, you, and I understand, I talked to Linda today, she's, a, she's concerned with Arkansas. So I know a lot of royalties uh, in Arkansas, and I also know the broadcasters in 27 different states. So we want to work very closely with you. And I know ours doing the same thing. And let's show St. Louis, which is the second largest city in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you don't like that, do you? By the way, no, that's no. We're no, we no, we lose the population because see, here in St. Louis, uh, we have St. Louis County, St. Louis City, and people leave the city to move to the county. But and that's where, but they're still in, in the same area, you know, because they, they count different here. That's why you guys got us beat. And don't you forget <laughs> it, sir. Yes, sir. You know what? Uh, let's speak of the statewide. Uh, uh, do you, uh, Jennifer, don't go anywhere. Because if you have some questions, if not, anyone else has some questions, let's see if we can get them on the 931-5534-816. Or we might think of some other questions. So we don't want you to go anywhere, Ms. Beasley. Go ahead, Ira. So also, Ms. Beasley, you know, when people, you know, we said knock on the door, a lot of times people don't understand some of the basic information that they they may need. So what can you tell our people so they can have that already when 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 they come to your door? And they can have their driver's license. What I can do is just share what the questions will look like, and then people sure, can prepare great. for those. How does that sound? Sound like a winner. All right. So we asked how many people are staying or living with you in your house, apartment, or mobile home. And were they were additional people staying there, you know, as of April 1? We know that we were in the midst of the pandemic and some people were living temporarily, but we, don't, we do want to get a good gauge of how many people are staying at that address. Um, we want to know if you own or rent your home uh, or your apartment or mobile home. What's your telephone number? What's the name of person one who is usually the head of household who or who is responding on behalf of that address? Um, what's the person's sex, um, their age, and their date of birth? We want to know if they're Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin, their race, and they can choose. Um, we do have a, a, a box where you can actually choose, and if you don't see um, your race, you can actually write that in, your actual name. And then um, do you usually live somewhere else or stay somewhere else? Some people have more than one household. And how is the person related to person one? That's the last question. And if it's just you, you say yourself. Uh, if you're responding for someone else, you can add that person. We, If someone is actually responding to a paper questionnaire that has arrived to their home, uh, up to 10 people can respond on that one form. So you add your... I'll repeat that again. If there are up to 10 people can be documented on that one form if it's the paper form. 
Okay, for let example, me ask you this. What if the person have to be a citizen or a registered voter to be counted? No. You don't you don't have to even be a resident. You don't have to be I mean pardon me, you don't have to be a citizen, citizen, non citizen. You can as long as you're living in the United States, we count them every ten years. Whomever's living in the United States, we count them. Right. We don't have to register to yeah. vote. We want to make okay, sure wait. that our children are well, counted. Hold on, hold on, um, Jennifer. We're gonna let the gentleman be first and we're gonna show that we respect him, okay? <laughs> well, 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 thank you. Well, also, the, the, the people don't have to be a registered voter, nor because you got to be counting all the kids in the house also. Yeah, true. That's correct. Zero to five, we missed about a million children in 2010, and we want to make sure that those children are counted because the since this data is tied to um, after-school programs, SNAP, um, uh, school lunch programs as well, school districts. And so we want to make sure that we're shaping our future for our children and making sure that they're counted in those households, as well as our seniors. Um, those are some of the uh, populations that are missed, um, children or people in the home that are there 18 to 24. Uh, mom and dad, although they're staying there, they may think, well, they're an adult now. I don't know the scenario. However, 18 to 24, those are some of the hardest to count um, that we found in our research as well. So we want to make sure that they're counted in the household. Um, up to 10, if you are responding by mail. Actually, if you respond online, up to 99. Not sure if that household is that big. However, if you have more than 10, you can still respond um, online as well. So, Ms. Beast, I have a question for you. What if someone's in a hospital with no, uh, no, why, no, since this, no virus is going around, how would they be counted? It depends if they're on, if they're at the hospital, you know, for long term, um, we have measures in place to take care of uh, those within that scenario. But, for example, um, people can still respond if they're discharged now. Um, that mm -hmm. home, and they can uh, they have the census questionnaire at their home. They can respond online or by phone. This time around, um, we've made it. We have one of three ways, and it's quite convenient, um, and people can still respond. Kansas City, you're listening to Miss uh, Jennifer Beasley. She's with our Census Bureau. She's working in Kansas City, but she got all the answers to things Lewis might need. And we're going to do this every week to, for her to provide us with an update. Now, in Kansas, they say they have illegal immigrants. I don't know if the same applies for Missouri. What do you do in those cases? Well, we work very closely with our partners. Um, and as far as immigrants are concerned, as I mentioned before, you can be a citizen or non-citizen to respond to the census. Um, and we encourage those who are immigrants um, to respond. We are sworn for life to keep responses uh, confidential, and they're not shared with any other entity, information that is. Uh, tabulated. Um, it doesn't have any personal identifiable information. And as I mentioned before, we are sworn for life to um, ensure the protection and privacy of those responses. So we encourage. Do you have any other questions for our 
Yes, ma'am. Uh, Ms. Beasley, what is, uh, if, if a person comes by now that your house, what is the deadline for, for this information that they can still be counted? They can still, they can respond. Um, we are, we've had to change our, our timeline. However, as I mentioned before, we started um, going door to door July 16th, and we just encourage people to respond now. As soon as they get that notice, for example, if they're not home, um, just when they get it, to respond because, as you mentioned before, it doesn't take much time. And as I read through the questions, they're pretty simple and easy, and the information is usually at their fingertips. Okay, my understanding is that a lot of people uh, haven't completed the training that you probably will be hiring, especially in Kansas City. How can who should they contact if they're interested? and they clear all the things you need to do to become a census taker worker. Now, we actually have census takers in the field. We started that in Kansas City and about 50 counties that are serviced by that Kansas City Area Census Office, uh, which is located in Kansas City. Um, and those uh, workers started actually July 16th. What I can share with you, we do have an area census office, as I mentioned, and that phone number directly to that area census office is 816-627-1778, And actually, if they want to take a look at the status of their um, application, they can actually go to 2020census.gov or slash job to, and they can go on their profile and they can uh, see the status. But I also provided the number to our area census office. And I'll share that again, 816-627-1778. Okay, Jennifer, uh, thank you, and uh, we'll – have bring you on next week, or you will just call in to give us an update. Thank you very much. What do you think about her performance today or her work? I thought she did great. Now, she asked all the questions, and she was very straightforward, and she said this is a real simple process. There's nothing there. They don't know got you questions at all. And guess what? She read the questions to you, so just please, please respond, because you want to make sure nobody, I like the motto she said, uh, do it now and be counted for the next 10 years. That's so take ten minutes, as she said, and count for ten years. That's so important. Please don't forget that. Thank you, Jennifer. And, and, and thank you. And we'll be expecting um, your update next that. week. And if you have responded, tell your neighbors and friends. I challenge you to uh, encourage twenty people for the twenty twenty census to be counted. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. Thank you. Kansas City, you've been listening to uh, Ms. Jennifer Beasley. She's our media specialist for Kansas City, and she also answered a lot of questions in St. Louis. We are doing simulcasting. That is KKFI 90.1 FM and Ferguson USA HotTalkRadio.com. And we have Mr. Ira, folks. He's been doing it for quite some time. But Ira, with our time running out, let's get back to what's important Tuesday, August the 4th. And part of that, I said, Ms. Rosa James, uh, wait will be Wednesday, August the 5th at Lawrence A. Jones Funeral Home, and that's Linwood 
and Woodlands, and Yuma is involved with KKSI, KCUR, UMKC, with a internship program, and we are recommending that we rename that internship program Miss Rosa Marie Davis James, who was she taught us all the how to teach after she retired. So, all right, let's go back and let's talk about getting out these votes for uh, this coming Tuesday. Well, MC, as you said, this is probably one of the most important elections of your lives. You know, people say that all the time, but this is right now because if people are unhappy with what's in the White House, they're unhappy with what's up in Jefferson City, now's the time for you to just take a little time, like you maybe just said, you know, uh, take 10 minutes. Well, in some cases, uh, it's probably too late to get your absentee ballots in right now unless you mail them. Mail, they got to be in by Tuesday. So uh, so make sure you can still mail those. You may, they may get in, but the best thing to do, okay, is you can go by your polling places. Uh, when you go there, please also make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you also, uh, you know, stand six feet apart. And in my case, when I go out, I wear gloves when I go out nowadays, or you have some sanitizer with you at all times. Because it's very important because the virus does not take a holiday because of the election. And you're going to be in some close quarters when you go out there because people will be coming and going. And just make sure that you have that distance in between. And then make sure you also respect people's space. It's very important that you do that. And, and but the important part is, uh, if you can, get information about your candidates. Probably in this Sunday's paper in Kansas City, here in St. Louis, they will have information about the candidates so you can still get information about them, their backgrounds, what are their platforms, not their platforms, what are the things that they're saying they're going to do. And also, uh, you're voting for the, for the governor, voting for your state rep. You're voting also for your attorney general. You're also voting for your uh, what is that, uh, treasurer and uh, lieutenant governor also. So it's not just the governor's race that you're voting for. There's a lot of races on, you know, on the ballot that you're voting for. But the, but the thing is that make sure you, that you're out there. And like I said, and, uh, and this, this uh, happens you know, once in, in every two years for these races. But for the, for the state treasurer, it's once every, every four years. Secretary of State is every four years, Lieutenant Governor is every four years, and also for your governor. So those races are very, very, very important. MC, up there, are you voting for your county executive also in Kansas City? No, not this time. I think his term is not up yet. Uh, our executive director for Jackson County is a uh, former football, I'm sorry, baseball. baseball player, second baseman Frank White. But when we talk about football, you know what I know what I thought of this? called Patrick Mahone, yes. is now bought yes. into the Kansas City Royals. He's doing everything. Even though he's not from Kansas City, he didn't make Kansas City his home. And yes. go Chiefs. Uh, that's why you got to say go Chiefs, too, since go Chiefs. don't have everything in St. Louis, right? Right. It's my, in Kansas, see, I'm not, I got my, I'm, the state of Missouri is my state, okay? So I'm, <laughs> I, I am very proud of Mr. Mahone. Matter of fact, it is so important, okay, to my knowledge, he is the first black owner of a major of a football of uh, NFL football team in history right now. I don't think that there's no other blacks right now who can say they are owners. And he's doing it at an early age. And matter of fact, now who are you talking about now, sir? 